So we're going to be in Psalm 103 for a few moments. And as you know, we are in a year-long series on the books, on the book of Psalms. And we are in Psalm 103 uh, right now. And just for the next four, for uh, next few minutes, we're going to look and see how to live a life of satisfaction. If you're with me, let me hear an amen. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and my utmost being, praise your holy name. Praise the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. He forgives your sins, he heals your diseases, he redeems your life from the pit, he crowns you with love and compassion, and here it is, verse 4, who satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Now, you see the boxes uh, behind me, and these are really just a simple way of illustrating, watch this, the benefits that we have as believers. God saves us. He not only has the power to save us, but he has the power to heal us. He has the power to redeem us. And a few weeks ago, we talked about the beautiful luxury we have of being crowned with love and compassion. I talked about walk over the crown and how God wants to crown you with love and compassion. Not only does God want to crown you with love and compassion, but one of the benefits we're looking at today is he wants you to live a life of satisfaction. Ralph Waldo Emerson said this, most men and women lead lives of quiet desperation and they go to the grave with a song in their heart. See, I really do believe That once God saves you, once God heals you, once he, just knocked over the anointing oil, sorry about that, once he redeems you, once he crowns you, he then satisfies you with the desires that God has placed in your heart. I want to talk today about how to live a life of satisfaction. And most men and women in this world They may possess a lot, but there's not a lot of people that live a life of satisfaction. Now, you know, I've been doing this for 40 years. I'm going to read a verse of Scripture to you in Genesis chapter 25 that I've never read before in my life. It is a powerful verse of Scripture that speaks of how we can live a satisfied life. It's there in your notes. It's going to be online. It's going to be on the PowerPoint. You can follow us along online and here in in your service. Pull out your notes, and let's look at this verse of Scripture in Genesis chapter 25, and it's talking about Abraham, and here's the verse, Genesis 25, verse 8. And Abraham breathed his last and died a good old age, an old man satisfied with life. And he was gathered to his people. I've been saved for 50 years. Never once have I read this scripture that talked about Abraham. That Abraham lived a good life. And at the end of his life, watch this. He breathed his last breath satisfied with life. Man, I want that. 
Many of you know my dad who passed away a couple years ago. I believe my dad at 84, he preached his last sermon at the age of 84, and he breathed his last breath. And I just believe that he, like Abraham, breathed his last breath satisfied with life. It doesn't mean that you were perfect. It doesn't mean that you didn't make mistakes. It doesn't mean that you always had it together. But in the end, I believe with all of my heart, and I'm passionate about this, that God has saved you for a reason. He heals you for a reason. He redeems you for a reason. The benefits are available to us. He crowns us with love and compassion, and he satisfies us. Believers can live like Abraham, satisfied with life. And I want this prayer for you, that as you go through life, however years you have left on this earth, that you can redeem the time and you, like Jesus and Abraham, can live a life of satisfaction. Well, Pastor Scott, quit preaching to me about satisfaction. Tell me how I can live that kind of life. I'm going to give you eight points here real quickly on how you can live a satisfied life. If you're with me, let me hear an amen. Number one, if you want to live a life of satisfaction, here it is, live for someone bigger than yourself. You want to be like Abraham and live a satisfied life? Live for somebody bigger than you. Church, this is not about you. I hate to tell you, we live in this consumer mentality, and it's even crept into the church where, where, where it's like McDonald's, the, 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 the staff of the church, we have to try to meet all of your needs and satisfy you. Guess what? If you're going to live a life of satisfaction, you've got to live for somebody bigger than you. It's a great quote. The mystery of human existence lies not in just staying alive, but in finding something to live for. And if you want to live a life of satisfaction, make sure that you're living for something bigger than yourself. What's waking you up in the morning? What's keeping you up at night? What's going through your mind constantly? It's living for other people and living for not just you, but living for those around you. One of my favorite verses of Scripture, if you'll ever ask me, Pastor Scott, what's your favorite verse of Scripture? It's right here in Acts chapter 13, verse 36, under point number one. I love it. And David served God's purpose in his generation, then he fell asleep. I love that. What does that say? That communicates that David lived for God's purpose. God, help me on this earth to live for someone other than myself. Help me to live for something, someone bigger than myself. Help me to live a life of satisfaction, not going through life always focused on me, but help me to focus on other people. That's how you live a life of satisfaction. You live for someone bigger than yourself. Number two, if you're still with me, let me hear an amen. Number two, you want to live a life of satisfaction? Here it is. Watch this. Celebrate you. Celebrate you. Psalms 139 says this, I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. You know what we do sometimes in the church? We don't celebrate the beautiful gift that God has made, and that gift is you. You have unique talents. 
You have unique abilities. You have skill sets that God has deposited in you. And one of the ways to live a life of satisfaction is to glorify God by using the gifts that are in you and celebrate who you are. Celebrate you. You are fearfully and beautifully made. Jesus commanded us to love your neighbor as yourself. Watch this. You want to know why many people can't love their neighbor? They can't love their neighbor because they don't love themselves. And if you don't love you and you don't celebrate you, then you don't have the capacity to love other people. You show me somebody who is confident and who God is in them, and I'll show you somebody who is confident in loving other people. And it starts with loving yourself. You know, my kids now are all grown up, but when we have family dinners, I'm always cutting up and, 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 and acting up and messing up all the time. And they're like, Dad! And I'm like, this is who I am. This is the way God made me. Yeah, you're so crazy. I know. I love it. I love being crazy. I love celebrating myself. Why? Because I am fearfully and wonderfully made, and we need to celebrate ourselves. Quit putting ourselves down. Quit trying to compare ourselves with other people and simply come to the realization that God has made me beautiful just like I am, and I celebrate me. That's how you live a life of satisfaction. Look at your notes. Be good to you. Be yourself truthfully. Accept yourself gratefully. Value yourself joyfully. Forgive yourself completely. Balance yourself harmoniously. Treat yourself generously. Bless yourself abundantly. Trust yourself confidently. Love yourself wholeheartedly. Empower yourself immediately. Give yourself enthusiastically. And express yourself radiantly. Celebrate you because you are beautifully and you are wonderfully made. Number three, I like this one. You want to live a life of satisfaction? Number one, live for someone other than yourself. Number two, celebrate you. Oh, and by the way, people around you need to celebrate you, not tolerate you. As your pastor, I want to be celebrated. I don't want to be tolerated. And the day I am tolerated is the day it's going to be time for me to go. Because I'm like you. I want to be celebrated. There's something in us that want people to see the value that is in us. You go to work and you want your boss to value you. Why? Because we all want to be celebrated. Don't live your life just being tolerated. Live your life being celebrated. And I'm delighted that this church celebrates me and we celebrate you. Live a life of satisfaction by celebrating you. Number three, if you want to live a life of, 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 of satisfaction, I love this one. Live outside your comfort zone. I love this. Life begins at the end of your comfort zone. In Genesis 12, you'll see it here. God asked Abraham, Abraham, I want you to get out of your comfort zone. Watch this. I want you to do something you've never done before, Abraham. 
Abraham, I'm going to ask you to get out of your easy chair. And I'm going to ask you to go to another nation. And if you will go to that nation, I'm going to bless you. I'm going to make your name great, Abraham. You're going to do things that you've never done before, Abraham. I'm going to stretch you, Abraham. You are going to have the gifts and the abilities and the talents in you stretched as you get out of your comfort zone and you obey me. I'm going to make you great. I'm going to make your name great. And I'm going to bless you. And I love this verse of Scripture in Genesis chapter 12. The Bible says, and Abraham obeyed God. And he went. You want to know how old Abraham was? He wasn't just out of college. He was 75 years old. I'm going to let that sink in just for a moment. 75 years old. Abraham whipped out his AARP card (laughs) and showed it to God and said, don't you understand that I am 75 years old? I've got an easy chair that's easy to get into and hard to get out of. I know he's like me. I've got my zone. When I get home, I've got restaurants that have to be within a mile of our house. And Tammy's goal in life is to get me to go outside of one mile to go to dinner on Friday night. He was 75 years old. And he didn't debate. He didn't question. He didn't complain. Why? Because Abraham understood that to live a life of satisfaction, you have got to get out of your comfort zone. It doesn't matter what age you are. Now, I'm not going to ask you to raise your hands here today. But if you are over 75 years old, God demands you to step out of that zone that you're in and live a life of satisfaction. We have no excuse for not obeying God and following the footsteps of Abraham who lived a life of satisfaction. You're going to live a life of satisfaction when you get out of your comfort zone. Uh, We don't have time to get into this right now, but there are four zones in life that we all face. Number one, it is the comfort zone. And if I had some hula hoops up here, Maybe I'll do that next week. A hula hoop would be the comfort zone. You move from the comfort zone into the fear zone. And the fear zone says, I've never done this before. This doesn't feel good. I don't like this. You see, in the comfort zone, you are in control. And church, can I remind you today that you are not in control of your life. We need men and women in this church and men and women in our community and men and women like Kathy Timms who are willing to leave our comfort zone and go to Asia to spread the good news. And most people live in this zone and they're trapped in this zone forever and they will never live a satisfied life. You want to be like Abraham and and breathe your last breath 
satisfied with life, you have to break out of this zone. And there are forces, dark forces, that will try to keep you in this zone for the rest of your life if you let it. Are you all with me this morning? There's tremendous forces and powers that be that want to keep you in this zone. Once you step out of the zone, you move into the fear zone. And that is, oh, no, I've never done this before. This doesn't feel good. This is not fun. What am I going to do? I've got to call Pastor Scott. It is a fear zone, and you've got to break through the fear zone into the learning zone. And that's where you're like, life comes alive, and you're learning, and you're expanding. And you're, watch this, you're trusting God. God, you told me that if I left my land that you would bless me and you would make make my name great and make your name great. So now I'm learning that I can trust you and I can do things that I've never done before. It's a beautiful zone to be in. And then the last zone is the growth zone. And that's where you're maturing and growing and flourishing. You are, watch this, satisfied because you're not camping out in the comfort zone. You've moved through the fear zone and the learning zone to the growth zone. That's how you live a life of satisfaction. Never done it before. Didn't know what I was doing. But, God, I trusted you. Even at 75 years old, God, I want to live in that growth zone where I can trust you to lead and guide me and direct me and use me. That's how you live a satisfied life. I've been fishing all week. And I, I forgot to, I want to give God some glory from, for the fish that I caught. Guys, can we do that right now, right in the middle of the? Look at that trout. Tammy lets me go every year to Idaho. And I go fishing with some pastors and some friends. And, and uh, that is a 23-inch brown trout. We got, I think we got one more. This is the, this is the winner. That is 24 inches. That was a six-pound trout. So I'm a little out of breath because I've been fishing all week. So I just got to take a little break there. But anyway, thank you. That's satisfaction right there, catching the fish. And by the way, I won. And I'm going to show you guys. We have a, tr- a trophy that we use every year. It's like a three-foot carved trout. And the person who catches the biggest fish gets to keep it. And so uh, it's being shipped uh, to me this week. And... I'm going to put it right here in the pulpit because that's satisfaction, man, catching the biggest trout. These guys I fish with, they've got thousands of dollars worth of equipment they fish with. You want to know how much my pole and my rod and reel is? $100, and I outfished them. That's satisfaction. And all God's people said, amen, amen. All right. We, we got to go. Bruce, come up with the keyboard. Number four, you want to live a life of satisfaction? Here's a really good one. I'm going to step on some toes here. You want to live a life of satisfaction, want less. Want less. Philippians chapter 4. I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I've learned the secret. Everyone say secret. Come on. I've learned the what? I've learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or want. 
I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Look at me just for, for a second. You've quoted that scripture a hundred times. You don't even know what it's talking about. I hate to tell you. You've been quoting this. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Not to be looking for things to make you happy. To live content. You want to live a life of satisfaction? Want less. In 1980, there was a popular movie by John Travolta. Urban Cowboy. Man, I want to be like John Travolta. I want to be an urban cowboy. Now, I'm living in Winter Park, and I want to be an urban cowboy. So I saved up, and I thought, all I need to be cool like John Travolta is a pair of boots. And I saved up, back in those days, $100 for a pair of boots. I worked. I did odd jobs. I just saved and saved and finally came up with $100 and bought those pair of boots. I just knew that as soon as I slid those babies on, man, I was going to be the urban cowboy. I was going to be like John Travolta. I was going to be satisfied. I put those puppies on. The only thing those things did to me is give me blisters. I tried to wear them every day, and every time I put them on, I got nothing but blisters. Why? Because things will never satisfy you. You want to live a life of satisfaction? Want less. Learn the secret of contentment. Tammy's grandma used to say that we'd go visit her in the hospital. And Grandma Jones was a saint. She was a beautiful, godly woman. We would, and she was starting to lose it there at the end. But she would say this every time we'd see her. We'd go, Grandma, how you doing? She says, I've learned the secret. I'm just content. I thought, man, that's really cool. See, you getting a boat is not going to satisfy you. You retiring is not going to satisfy you. You get in a new house, it is not going to satisfy you and neither is a, is a new car and neither is a pair of boots to try to be like John Travolta or a cowboy. To live a life of satisfaction is to live within your means and want less. I was telling these guys on this fishing trip this week, Every morning they'd ask me, and it wasn't planned. They'd say, Pastor Scott, what's, what's, what's the word for the day? And I'd just come up with a word, and I would talk for a few minutes. It was beautiful. One of the things we talked about was wanting less, living with less, being happy with what we have. That's really true. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. You're going to make it without that boat. You're going to make it without that new car. You're going to make it without that new pair of boots. Want less. This is what I told the guys in Idaho. I said, the only thing you're going to take to heaven with you, the only thing that's going to go to heaven with you is people. 
everything that you possess, everything that you try to get, everything you try to buy to, 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 to bring happiness and joy and satisfaction, guess what? You're leaving it. And your kids probably don't even want it. So live a life of contentment and want less. Look in your, look in your notes here real quick. There's a great, great quote by Mother Teresa. The more you have, the more you are occupied. And the less you give, but the less you have, the more free you are. Man. Mother Teresa understood satisfaction. I visited one of her orphanages in, in South America. What a beautiful example of doing all things through Christ who strengthens me to want less so you can give more. Number five, real quickly, we got to go. Love giving. Love giving. You want to live a life of satisfaction? Love to give. Psalm 112, good will come to those who are generous and lend freely, who conduct themselves with justice. I, I know it doesn't make sense, but this Bible and the kingdom of God doesn't make sense in this world. You will live a life of satisfaction the more you give. Give of your time. Give of your energy. Give of your money. Give of your experience. Give it away. Satisfaction comes when we love to give. Now, this isn't hard for me because I don't know why. I love to give. And I've been around some wealthy people in my life. You know what? Most wealthy people are stingy people. And they hang on to it. And they hoard. And they fill up their garage. And then you know what they do? They go rent another garage. How many garages do you need, man? Love to give. And when you do, it will bring tremendous satisfaction by giving. Winston Churchill said this, we make a living by what we get. We make a life, life by what we give. Learn to love giving. I got to go. Number six, develop an attitude of gratitude. You want to live a life of satisfaction? Develop an attitude of gratitude. Look at 1 Thessalonians. Rejoice in the Lord always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the Lord's will for you in Christ Jesus. A grateful heart is a magnet for miracles. A grateful heart is a magnet for miracles. You want to live a life of satisfaction? Have a heart of gratitude. How, how about this, church? Watch this. This week, Gary, this week, you're going to spend way more time being grateful for what you have instead of focusing on what you don't have. Somebody else gets a promotion, celebrate with them. Be happy for them. As you're going through Facebook, I'm not on Facebook anymore. 
I love it. But those of you who do, how about instead of scrolling through there, getting jealous of what other people are doing, how about you just develop an attitude of gratitude? Lord, I'm thankful that Mary's going to the beach this week. Lord, I'm, glad, I'm great that Pastor Scott caught a fish in Idaho. God, I'm grateful that Susie's on vacation in Hawaii. Lord, bless her. God, thank you that you're so good to me. And I don't need to want anything. I just have an attitude of gratitude. Lord, thank you. Guess what? That will make you live a life of satisfaction, an attitude of gratitude. Number six, quickly, we've got to go. Focus forward. Quit looking in the past. Regrets. I should have, could have, would have done that. I wish I would have. Don't focus on the past. You'll never, never get satisfaction looking in the past. Past mistakes, past failures. Focus forward. I love this one. Many of us crucify ourselves between two thieves. Regret for the past and fear of the future. Focus forward. And then number eight. Win over worry. You want to live a life of satisfaction? Quit worrying so much. Trust God. And when you win over worry, it helps you live a life of satisfaction and joy and peace. Can I get an amen? And Abraham breathed his last breath satisfied with life. That's what I want for you. That's what I want for this church. People satisfied with what God has done for them. Amen? Would you stand up across the auditorium and let's pray together. to 12. We got another five minutes. We usually get out here at 11.45. If I were to go to Starbucks with you and sit down for a few moments and ask you, how's life? You know those t-shirts, life is good? I like those t-shirts. They're comfortable. But sometimes life isn't good. Sometimes life sucks. Sometimes life is hard. And regardless of what season of life that you are in today, regardless of how painful it is or how hard it is or how difficult, or you can still live a life of satisfaction, knowing that God's in charge of every detail of your life, knowing that 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 that, that trying your best with his grace and his mercy on your life you're, you're moving forward doing the best of your ability to live a satisfied life there is nothing worse than coming to the end of your life full of regret I don't want that for you some of you got 100 years to live some of you got 90 years to live some of you got 80 years to live some of you got 50 years to live however long you have purpose in your heart to live like Abraham and when I go I'm going to breathe my last breath satisfied with life. I want that for you. It can only happen when Jesus Christ is the center of your life.